This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So let's talk some Badger basketball, shall we? Jim Polzine of the State Journal, MadisonGuy.com, joining us. You can find him at Jim Polzine WSJ on Twitter. Jim, how you doing, buddy? Good, Bill. How are you? I'm good. So last night, the, quote, selection committee, if you want to call them that, they project the uh, the 64 teams in the tournament. It looks like the Big Ten is very dominant. Um, so, And I was asked earlier today, you tell me, is the Big Ten the best basketball conference in the country right now? I think it is because there's legitimately 12 teams at this point that have um, a shot at the NCAA tournament. I don't know if there's a great team in that bunch, um, but you look around the country and there's probably not a great team. It's just it's It's a very parody-driven landscape right now, and that certainly describes the Big Ten where – essentially teams are taking care of business at home and struggling on the road. Um, and what you're going to have is a lot of num- a lot of records at the end of the regular season. I think that don't look very pretty. Um, but these, these teams should be certainly battle-tested once they get in the NCAA tournament. I don't know how many are going to make it, because I think at some point you just need a certain number of wins to, to you know, qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I think Wisconsin's in that group. But I, I, I do think that it's, from from at least one to twelve, it's it's as deep as it's been, you know, as long as I can remember. The uh, I I look at the teams that are ranked in Maryland and Penn State and Illinois and uh, and the Iowa Hawkeyes, I believe, are ranked as well. Michigan State outside of the top twenty five, which is an oddity within itself to see them sitting there at sixteen and eight overall and eight and five in the Big Ten, but. Purdue has had a good season. Obviously, the Badgers are hanging kind of in there. Boy, Ohio State has fallen off because of some injuries, but they're still 15-8 and eight and considered the possibility of a tournament team. But here's my question. Um, with these te- You'd said there's not a dominant team in there. I agree with you, but you're only as good as your weakest link going into the tournament. So how many teams legitimately do you feel make it in? I mean, do you cut it off at a team, say, like the Golden Gophers, who are a game under five hundred in the in, in the conference? Yet with a 12-11 and 11 record, or a team like Ohio State who's fallen on hard times but started out as the number one team in the country for a little while after knocking off North Carolina. I mean, where would you go as far as taking some of these teams? I just think some of that is, is to be determined yet. Um, like, like I'll, use, I'll use Wisconsin as an example. They're 14-10 and 10 right now. Um, if, they, if they end the season with 17 wins only, like if they're 17 and maybe 17 and 14 at the end of the regular season and they lose their first game of the Big Ten tournament. They'd be 7 and 15 and you'd look at their resume, just take out the record, look at their resume, they'd have a ton of quad one wins and a lot of impressive wins on that resume. But I just think 17 and 15 is something the committee is going to look at and say, you know, that's too close to 500. That's not enough. So I do think getting to 18 wins in Wisconsin's cases is important. And I think you can throw other teams in that category too. Purdue, Minnesota, they've all got you know, good net rankings, good good wins against um, you know quad one opponents, but I just think you need to hit a certain threshold, and, and I think 18 is probably that number for a lot of these teams. So, so you know, it's a matter of getting to that point, and and the problem is this this league kind of cannibalizes each other, and you 
at some point you're going to have some teams that don't get to 18 or 19 and, and the committee is going to decide. Now the committee doesn't look at, you know, we can only have X amount of conference uh, teams from one conference in the tournament. They'll take, they'll take 11, they'll take 12 if, if all these teams are worthy when compared to other teams. But I just, I think it's going to be hard for them to, to put 10 big 10 teams in just because I think at the end of the day, some of these teams aren't going to have enough wins and, and, and predicting who at this point is, is, is almost impossible because of, you know, just it, the, the narrative changes almost every week in terms of who's hot, who's not, and, and you know, who's winning enough games. So with Jim Polzino of the Wisconsin State Journal, yeah, I think uh, the projection was uh, a ten or 11 teams coming out of the Big Ten. Uh, the Big East was six, uh, SEC, Pac-12, uh, Big 12 with five, and then it kind of trickles down from there. So clearly the Big Ten having the most teams in. But I like you said, it's pretty fluid and it'll probably change as time goes on. Now my next question is this. Uh, more close to home when it comes to the program. What is the state of Badger basketball right now? You know, I was asked that. Um, someone else asked me that. And, and here's what I'll say to that is that it's it's so – you use the word fluid, and I think that's what it is. I, I think it's fluid. Um, I think two weeks in a row now they've had negative headlines during the week and, and, and tough losses. You know, they follow a tough loss. Tough loss at at Iowa, where they you know had a, a double digit second half lead and, and lost that game, with the news that Kobe King's leaving the program, Brad Davison suspended. And I walked into the Kohl Center that Saturday thinking there's no chance they'd beat Michigan State, and sure enough, they beat Michigan State. You know, last week the head, the main headline during the week was strength and conditioning coach Eric Helen losing his job over over you know using a racial slur. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the team is without one of the key ingredients of their, their team. And yet they, on the weekend, they rallied to beat, you know, they rallied around each other and, and they, and they beat Ohio state pretty handily. So I think that says something about the, the guys on the team and, and the coaching staff that they can, you know, in time, in, in times of, of trouble and where things look the bleakest, they can, they can kind of rally around each other and, and win games that they need to win. Um, you know, I, I look back at the Kobe situation. It's still, it's, he said a lot of things. He said he's, you know, he had a lot of problems with Greg Gard. Clearly, he said there are others frustrated, and, and I, you know, until others come out and say that themselves, you just kind of gotta, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think I just think the situation is fluid, and and we'll see where it goes from here. But every there's been every reason for this team to go in the tank and and just start losing games and 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 getting on a losing skid, and and that hasn't happened, which I think is, is says something about kind of the inner workings of the program and, and, the, and the kids involved. With everything that went on in the off season, the tragedy, uh, the uncertainty, does, no matter what happens, does this program get a pass to kind of kind of reconstruct itself and with some pretty good recruits coming in? Or do you say, let's air it out? You know, does, do you well, think Barry Alvarez says, let's air it out and let's, let's try something else? Or do you just wait until the end of the season and then make that decision? Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say that. Like, let's see how this plays out, and let's see if there's any further departures would be something that to consider. But you mentioned two key factors here: is that, you know, when the Howard Morris situation happened, um, Greg Gard did a really good job of being the face of the program and kind of leading what they call a family. You know, the, the people inside that that building at the Cole Center, kind of leading them through it and 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 rallying the group and, and kind of getting through tragedy. Everybody's just kind of going through it. Um, together and and I think he did a good job as the face of the program of kind of helping them 
cope and move forward. So that was, the, I'm sure that's something that Barry Elvis saw and is going to consider. You mentioned the recruits too. I mean, right now they have nine recruits lined up over the next two classes. Um, five scholarship guys and a, and a walk-on in, in the 220, in the 2020 class that are signed and three more in the 2021 class that are unsigned, but clearly committed. And, and those guys have been, you know, if, if you go on social media, those guys have been super positive, even after the, the Kobe King departure about what they feel is, is a positive direction of the program and their feelings about great guards. So I think all that stuff needs to be taken into consideration. And, you know, and again, I'll go back to the fact that this team has not gone in the tank. And, and, and that's another positive in, in great guards favor is that, you know, they've been winning games despite all the turbulence the past two weeks. Um, and, you know, they're on track to make the NCAA tournament again. And, and again, it's another thing that, that will be judged is how they do in the NCAA tournament. They could, they could have a great final stretch here, and if you go on and done, some people are just going to look at this season as a failure because that's how it was last year. They went 14-6 in the Big Ten, but they lost to Oregon, and it was ugly in the second half, and really that's the thing that people want to remember that season for is, is, is the way it ended, not kind of the journey leading up to that. Um, going uh, again with the program, look, I don't want to see Greg Gard lose his job. I know that, you know, there are some people that just say, look, Bo Ryan never out of the top four when it came to the Big Ten. He had back-to-back Final Four appearances. He had that program going. He had a certain way of doing things. You know, that's where he's going to forever be compared because he was Bo's right-hand man, and he was hand-chosen by Bo to take this program to the next level. I'm not comparing him to Brad Soderberg by any stretch of the imagination, but there is a rumbling that said, he's not getting it done. At what point do you pull that plug? And and like I said, I'm a defender, but I, it's hard to say, like you had mentioned, when you perform poorly in the postseason and you get beat handily in the second half of that ball game, if they should go one and done again this year, does that cry become extremely loud from the outside in? Yeah, I've been saying this for you know essentially three years now because I think this also needs to be taken into account, is if you fire Greg Gard, who are you going to hire? Like, give me a name. Who's the next person? And people want to say Tony Bennett, right? And, mm-hmm. and Tony Bennett would be a great fit for what this program is about, the culture, um, knowing this program inside and out. You know, there's, there's no doubt he's a great coach and he'd be a great fit. I just don't think he's someone that wants to leave where he is. I think he's got Well, they just paid him a there. boat ton of money, too. Right. I don't think he's leaving. Right. So then who's the second choice? Who's, who's someone when you look around the country? And, and, and I think the thing that needs to be acknowledged here is that there are challenges to winning at Wisconsin. You need someone that knows the culture. You need someone that knows what type of academic fits you can get to come and play here. Um, it's, Barry Alvarez found out when Brett Bielema left um, and he began the search for a new, you know, new coach. There weren't people lining up on the door knocking knocking down his door to get that job because they know that it's not an easy place to win because of geography and academics and all that. And I think the same would be true for basketball is you, you know, I don't think it's going to be a job that's, that's highly sought after by, by someone. So then you run the risk of, you know, the program falling into a, a, a hole and, and not, and not, um, you know, not improving, not trending upward. Um, you know, the thing with Greg Gard is, is, is he, he hasn't been bow, right? And I think that's what people look at, at him and say he hasn't been bow. I'm not sure who would have won 70% of their games like Bo Ryan did. Um, there was a stat floating around a couple weeks ago that among coaches with 50 Big Ten wins, because this was right after Gard got his 50th Big Ten win, um, you know, over the last 40 years, Gard had the eighth-best winning percentage in that group. And, and the guys above him were 
you know, Bo, Izzo, Bob Knight, Gene Cady, Thad Mata, Matt mm-hmm. Painter, those guys, those names, right? So he's not Bo, but I, I think he's done a, a pretty good job of, of winning enough games that, you know, you at least have to take that into consideration. Jim, great stuff as always. Appreciate it. And we're going to touch uh, touch base as the season winds down. The Big Ten Tournament gets underway, and we start heading to the NCAA Tournament, okay? Thanks, Bill. Take Appreciate care. it, pal. Talk to you later. Go to the Wisconsin State Journal and Madison.com. You can read Jim's stuff right there covering the Wisconsin Badgers or at Jim Polzine, P-O-L-Z-I-N-W-S-J on Twitter. Jim Polzine, W-S-J on Twitter. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.